Welcome to another episode of the Leaders in Education podcast, the official podcast for the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District, featuring voices in education. Today, we are talking with Laura Lee Streelman, behavioral health therapist for Alcona Health Center, working in Petoskey at the middle school. I'm also joined by Alicia Schlehuber, behavioral health coordinator for the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District. Laura Lee, thank you for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. So first, I'd like to, uh, to ask you to tell us a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing here at Petoskey Middle School. Well, my name is Laura Lee Streelman, and I'm a licensed professional counselor um, and also a registered board-certified art therapist, mm-hmm. and I work for Alcona Health Centers, but my office is right here in the Petoskey Middle School. Okay. And so what kind of training prepares you to do this work? Well, I feel like everyone finds their own path to this profession. It's <laughs> not one that's really common. Um, it's actually quite new. Um, and. I found that I always enjoyed the helping professions and the creative process of art making. Okay. And it just kind of came where I discovered art therapy actually at a hospital art exhibit when I was in college. Okay. And I thought, wow, this is cool. This is how you can connect the two things that I always mm-hmm. found very interesting. And I knew there was a connection between the two. Sure. I mean, anytime you're creative, you feel good about yourself. Right. You feel like you're making something and it helps lift you. And it kind of is a door to a lot of other things. So it just kind of opens that window. So when I saw that, I thought, oh, this is cool. This is what I've been looking for. So yeah. I went on to you know find out more about art therapy. So I actually started my education with um, going to undergrad at Western Michigan University. And I studied psychology and art, of course. (laughs) And um, then with the art therapy, you have to have a master's degree. So I just studied in um, for my master's degree at UIC in Chicago. And I straight trained there for my master's in art therapy. And I worked and lived in Illinois area for a long time. Okay. So um, that's kind of where I did extensively most of my training. I'm originally from Michigan, however, mm-hmm. so we moved back to Michigan um, a couple years ago and um, relocated to the Petoskey area, and I've been working here for the past two years. So is all of the therapy you provide based on art therapy, or do you do traditional therapy as well? Well, personally, myself, um, you do not have to be a professional counselor to do art therapy. Okay. However, I did also receive my clinic license of professional mm-hmm. clinical counseling, professional license, professional counseling here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my own personal choice sure. um, because that allows you to be more marketable right. and you can work in a variety of more settings if you're also trained as a counselor. Okay. Um, so that's an additional training. It's not required to be an art therapist, but it's something that I did pursue. Um, and so therefore, you can provide both. Okay. You can go in with someone and say, hey, do you want to do therapy, what different types, talk mm-hmm. therapy, kind of behavioral therapy, or would you like to also do some art projects, an art therapy, and include that okay. into your process. So I'm a little bit of both, and I can provide that. Right. Did Alcona um, Health Center look for an art therapist when they were posting this position, or or you just happened to have that skill and you were able to use it? Right. They're just (laughs) looking for a behavioral health therapist for this position here at the middle school. I just so happened to also be an art therapist, Um, so they thought that would be a really good fit um, for the adolescent population that we're dealing with here. So it was just an extra. Great. So kind of going to the counseling part of your job, 
I know we can't talk about specific students, but in general, what types of challenges do you see students struggling with? Well, we see students struggling with a variety of different challenges here at the middle school, like anyone would at this population. We are a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, so mm -hmm. primarily 11 to 14-year-old students. Um, and a lot of different things coming through. A lot of um, primarily anxiety issues have been prevalent in the last couple of years, whether it's um, difficulty coming to school, nervous a lot. Mm -hmm. um, also, just mood disorders are very popular too. Um, you know, depression, sadness, and just dealing with life stress, whether it's peer stress, family life issues, um, and those kinds of struggles as well are usually the most common that we see. So let's get back to the art therapy piece, because yeah, sure. uh, that's why we're really here, right? <laughs> um, so what, what really distinguishes art therapy from other types of therapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy, or equine therapy, or music therapy? What's, what makes it unique? Well, art therapy is a little bit different in that it is a expressive therapy, okay. um, similar to dance, movement, music, um, but it uses specifically art making and the creative process of doing art as your tool okay. to express or foster ex personal expression in the therapeutic environment. So when you're working with someone, you use art to allow the person to express themselves. Sometimes it allows you to have a voice to things that are hard to express verbally. So sometimes it's just expressing your emotions, your struggles, um, and allowing you to have that space okay. to put it somewhere. So how would that look? If I came to you as a student and was struggling with something, uh, how would, what would you have me do that would help get to the bottom of what I was dealing with? Well, it would depend on exactly what the issue was, but um, say, for instance, you're just having a lot of different emotions, a lot of things going on. Maybe we can do some art about putting a color to those emotions. Mm. What do they look like? What does that, you know, how does that look in your mind? Can okay. we put that on paper? So sketching or drawing? Drawing, okay. painting. Kids like to draw. They like to paint. Um, we can, a lot of different materials. Collage. Um, all of those things can be a place to put out what's in your head mm -hmm. on paper. And just that physical ability to put that somewhere can be really helpful. So then you're getting it out yeah. of your head. You're putting it somewhere. And then you can look at it. And it can be in its own place. It can sit, it can be safe, it can sure. be processed um, separate from yourself. And sometimes that, that can be really helpful. So how have students responded to this, this approach? Well, it's interesting. Most students and adolescents of this age, they really like to be creative. They like to put mm -hmm. their mark out there. They like to be, you know, unique and identify themselves in a variety of different ways. So they're really usually drawn to creative process most of the time anyways. They love to draw, they love to express themselves. Um, so most of the time they're pretty open to it. Um, of course, not everyone is going to want to do it. Um, mm -hmm. So I always give students the choice. You know, would you like to do something about this? Would you like to draw, color, paint? Sometimes they choose not to, but sometimes they'd rather just talk about it um, and come up with other strategies to, you know, tools to sure. work on as well. So it's really just kind of depends on the day and depends on the issue. So did you have an art background before your counseling background? I kind of did it at the same time. Okay. So I did do art in college. I have always loved art. I, I, I did watercolor painting. I love all kinds of craft. 
Um, so it's always been kind of a personal enjoyment of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I always knew that I wanted to do something in the helping profession. So um, counseling kind of just kind of worked its way into okay. the process as well. So, But you do, I, they do recommend that you have some sort of art background before you go into art therapy, just so you have general knowledge of the tools right. um, and the materials. Okay. You mentioned at the beginning, uh, creativity makes people feel better about themselves. Um, you know, so what, do you, what kind of research is around art therapy that, that helps as you do the work? Well, there is a lot of research in art therapy um, based on its benefits mm-hmm. and just the creative process of working on that side of your brain to open up to using that creativity side. And it just brings up a lot of good feelings within sure. yourself it makes you feel accomplished it builds that self-confidence within yourself when you produce mm-hmm. a product that looks decent or is expressive um, all of those things make you like generally feel better um, and that can also be something that the kids really enjoy too is just that self-confidence that builds your self-esteem sure. up that makes you ultimately feel a little bit better right so again we we, we know we don't want to ask about specific students but can you describe a a success story that you've you've experienced, uh, a case where you've used the art therapy and it's really worked out well. I'm sure it always works out well, but you know anything that particularly uh, resonates uh, for you. Um, well, like I, I can't say specific success like per se, but mm-hmm. I hope that my experience with the students has been helpful to them in whatever aspect we're working through. Um, I think a lot just comes down to the therapeutic relationship as well and just building that with somebody to allow them to talk to you, to express the stuff that's bothering them. But um, I think I have a few things that I could share. Can I show you? Yeah, Um, absolutely. Okay, so I have a few things. One of the things that I find really helpful is the craft. Um, Kids love to make things. Um, So one of my favorite projects is to do a little craft where they make a magnet for their locker. And and it's got a positive word on it. And it's something that they can take with them, put it in their locker, and then every time they open their locker, they can see the word. And it's a word they choose to be as a reminder word for them. So this is something that I love to make with them. And they create it with collage really materials. And so like that idea of craft and right. tangible, taking it with you. Yeah. Um, I find that to be really meaningful and helpful. Like throughout the week, they can just kind of take it with them. So I have that as something I really like to do. It's my favorite project. Um, another cool thing that's really neat, if kids are more interested in a little bit personal exploration, mm-hmm. is called altered books. And that's where you take a book that was going to be discarded and you allow them to transform it. Hmm. And so you basically take anything you want out of the book and you create it as your own. So you can take the title, you write on the book, you express yourself however you want to, and you basically transform into your own story. That's great. And um, this is a really cool project. So this was a book that would be discarded and you just draw right on the page, you can collage in it, you can use the words of the page. Hmm. You can write on top of it, whatever. It's like a journal, yeah. personal art journal, creating your own story. Well, giving kids permission to write in a book. Right, that's... transform the book. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool, great. it's great. It's a place, it's a place. Yeah. It's a safe place. I imagine that as students are doing art and you're talking, that it really just breaks down the walls, right? Because they become unarmed and they're not thinking about um, necessarily being embarrassed to talk about their whatever issue they're dealing with. They just open up right 
yeah, it breaks down a lot of barriers. Just working with someone, being creative together. Yeah. Um, I always do projects with them at the same time because I love art, like I said. And I feel like I wouldn't ask them to do something that I wouldn't do. So we do it together, and it does. It makes a relationship. It builds that moment, that time to share space and be open with each other and know That's that great. you'll be supported. That's great. Yeah. Oh, here, I have one more. Can oh, I share one more? Yes. Because you guys are, this is like ideally what our therapy sometimes comes to. But speaking of the projects where you have people um, write down their emotions. Mm-hmm. So I had this girl come in and she was just overwhelmed. So many emotions, so much going on. She said, I feel like numb, numb. Really? And I said, okay, well, what's going on? Let's cover the paper with color. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there. Put color down. And then we identified what every color was meaning to her. Okay. So she, wow. inside, she put down, like, all the different feelings and thoughts she was having at the time. And she labeled each color with that feeling or emotion. So then we decided to take a look at this. And if you look at it from a distance, you can see that everything falls into the word numb oh, wow. at the very bottom. And it just made a lot of sense. It gave sure. us a place to really analyze what was going on, to see, well, yeah, this is why you feel numb, because you have all these different emotions. She has sadness, self-harm, anxiety, sadness, grief, wow. everything all together. And it all falls into the feeling of like this cascading into the feeling of being numb. And things like this are stuff that like you say, yeah, this is why this process works. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, seeing the words that you have on the page that the mm-hmm. student wrote, I, I can... Ima- only imagine that it might be pretty difficult for students just to open up and talk about these things, but giving them a, a vehicle to do it and not maybe be as self-conscious. Right. It sounds like it's a real effective tool. Excellent. Yeah, so stuff like this is where you're like, yeah, this works. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's too so, bad this wasn't a, a video uh, interview because we could have uh, shown photos show of these photos. things. It's okay, <laughs> but you get the sense of how it works. Yeah, that's great. So how do you identify students who may benefit from art therapy versus traditional therapy? Well, I wouldn't say I specifically identify certain students. Um, I personally think anyone can benefit from art Mm. therapy, whether you're a student, an adult, an elderly person, it doesn't matter. Art therapy can be used for any generation of student. But, um, and I don't specifically say this person would be better for art therapy or better for traditional. I just kind of see where they are and what they're interested in doing. Um, we are open to seeing any student here that's struggling with any mental health mm-hmm. disorder. Um, so really, I think it's just dependent on each student individually. Have you tried this with adults? Yes. I used to work with adults for a okay. long time. Okay. Yeah. Equally as effective? Equally as effective. Okay. So I noticed on the drawing that you showed us that there are these huge areas and um, colors that represent some very negative emotions, sadness, anxiety, gross, different things, in just these tiny slivers of happy and calm. What, what can you say about that? Or what? So in a situation like this, um, when you're able to look at the emotions, kind of observe them from a distance, it just brings light to the areas that they're struggling in. So if you see the very, very small areas of happy or very small areas of calm, then the next step is to think about, well, how can we make those areas bigger? How can we expand the happiness and calm in your life instead of being overwhelmed by the sadness and the anxiety? So it becomes a, a talking point. It's the next steps. It brings a bridge to then what can we do next? How can we expand upon this? And what kind of skills does the person need in order to 
to build up their more positive emotions um, without discounting these other feelings that they're having. But it's a good, it's a, it brings, it opens the door to that conversation. Yeah, I can see having it in front of you, you'd be able to at least, you know, see what they're struggling with um, that maybe might not come out in a conversation, right? And you might not be able to see the intensity right, of how right. they're feeling by just listening to them because the color and the space that it fills really brings in the overwhelmingness of these emotions for right. that person. So it really makes it, the visual is what gives you the place to work from. Sure. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, the only other thing I would say is that if someone is more interested in just researching art therapy mm -hmm. as a profession um, and interested in knowing more about what exactly entails in it. There's a wonderful group, um, the American Art Therapy Association, okay. um, which I belong to as a member, um, and it's a national organization where you can find lots of information specifically about art therapy, the education requirements for okay. the degree, what people need to do. Um, you do have to go to school specifically for a master's in art therapy to be called, call yourself an art therapy okay. or art therapist. Um, specifically, they're... Um, is a certain amount of education that is mm -hmm. involved. And there is um, programs in colleges across the country. There's one actually here in Michigan at Wayne State. So if anyone is interested in researching, you can look up this website. It's www.arttherapy.org. Well, this is fascinating. And I'm sure our listeners are going to uh, be curious to learn more. Um, we've been talking with Laura Lee Streelman, therapist working for with middle school students in Petoskey. Laura Lee, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. and share ways that you're helping students through art therapy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Leaders in Education podcast. Please check out our archive for past episodes. And remember, the great thing about learning is that you never have to stop. <laughs>